Are you ready? Oh yeah! Let me tell you something, brother. If you're looking for the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be in the podcasting universe, then look no further than Ring the Bell, bringing you the best in the world at what we do, and what we do is take over the world of wrestling reviews, baby. Now, Ring the Bell. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Ring the Bell. Can you feel it? Can you sense it? Can you see it? Because what you're on right now, what we're on, is the road to WrestleMania. And as of now, we are officially on that road because last night was the Royal Rumble. Live from the Thunderdome. Okay, I'm done now. That's it. One per show. That's it. I can't do it anymore. Anyway, yes, it's Rumble weekend. We've had the Rumble. It's been and gone. It's in the past. We're focusing on WrestleMania now. Let's see what happened. Let's talk you through it. I'm your host, Andrew, with me. It's Martin. Hello. So, Rumble was a thing. Yeah, I think that's probably the best way to describe it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) It, It has that feeling of should have been so much more. Yeah. I, or could have been so much more, should I say. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't say it would definitely affect the uh, the overall feeling of the whole show, but you can't help but feel, you know, Rumble, it needs that crowd n- interaction and that, not the plugged in, say something here. <laughs> yeah, it was... Um... Uh, there was there was a chance that they could have done so much more and whether it's a case that they didn't want to do it or didn't feel they could do it or they've played safe, I, I don't know. And we made two months from now, we may be wrong and we may say that was an amazing story and what we saw was just one single step and you know, we always say, let things play out, don't make snap reactions, there's, there, there's always a story somewhere. But it, it, had, it, it does feel, while being cautious that this wasn't the greatest start to what may be a great story? I don't know. No. Uh, I mean, even starting with the pre-show, the highlight of the pre-show for me was bloody R-Truth coming out saying he's hunting Bugs Bunny. I think that pretty much sort of sets the tone, really. That Bad Bunny thing was awful throughout the night. Apparently he's the biggest star in music. Really? Uh, yeah, he's a two-time yeah. Latin Grammy Award winning. I mean, it's bad enough that he won it once, surely. It really says what the state of the music industry is like in Latin. Yeah. I mean, yeah, 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 in America, but definitely. Okay, right, let's get, let's get started. Let's go through. So, uh, earlier on Sunday, it was announced by WWE that they moved the women's tag team total match from the main show to the pre show. So, we saw Asuka and Charlotte, who of course only won the belts, what, a month ago? Uh, they yeah, defended was, against yeah. it was TLC, wasn't it? Yeah, they, yeah, right. TLC, yeah. So a month, a month or so, while they won the belts, and they're defending against the former champion Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Uh, they went ten minutes. It, it did what it had to do, I guess. It wasn't t- terrible. Nia didn't injure anyone, so that's a positive. <laughs> yeah, definitely. and uh, Ric Flair got involved because Ric Flair's horny, and Lacey Evans was there, and Charlotte uh, got pinned. Yeah, she got. Yeah, well, she had the uh, figure eight leg lock in on Shayna, I think it was. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Lacey hit her with some brass knucks. Yeah, a flare staple, brass knucks, uh, leg drop from Nia, and uh, yeah, Charlotte got pinned, 
which is a rarity in itself. Uh, new champion, Shayna and Nia, and Ric Flair is, I assume, a very happy man right now because he probably got some. So, yeah. <laughs> Just what we need in 2021, the Ric Flair storyline where he's trying to hit on a, a young lady. Yeah. Brilliant. Who's, who's old enough to probably be a granddad. Who's happily married with a child because that was the focal point of her story about a year ago. That was literally the focal point of her <laughs> yeah. story. That, that was that was her character. She's happily married. She's American made, and she's wholesome as apple pie. Like that was literally her story. Yep. So I, I don't. I, I, uh, I don't know. Anyway, let's go to the main show. Main show started. Fireworks. All the all the hullabaloo. Tom Phillips welcomed viewers, and we went straight into the security outside the locker room. The backstage thing. Goldberg is here. Oh God. Yeah, literally couldn't care for this Goldberg return, if I'm being honest. So the match, well, I was saying the match started. They had a, uh, before the match even started, uh, they had a, a bit of a fight. Head McIntyre headbutted Goldberg, went outside. Goldberg speared McIntyre through the barricade. And then the uh, the bell eventually rung when they got back to the ring. So that's a, a hell of yeah. a pre-match. Uh, went a couple of minutes as per a Goldberg match. There were claymores, there were spears, there was a dodgy looking jackhammer that I'm sh- really shocked and glad that it didn't break Drew's ankles. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I mean, as harsh as this is going to sound, but sort of, you know, given Goldberg's history, I'm sort of glad it was at least the ankles and not a neck or a head. Yeah, Takers, they're probably thinking, why can you drop me on my feet? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, Goldberg crashed into the corner, looking for a spear. McIntyre lined him up, hit the Claymore. One, two, three. Uh, Drew retains. Goldberg does the handshake afterwards. Goldberg looked beat up and blown up for more than a two-minute match. Should have yeah. left him. Yeah, definitely. I have to wonder if Goldberg's got many more of these, these matches left in his deal. And if he hasn't, maybe we just do one more match to retire now. Uh, he's done the Hall of Fame. He's got that. Yeah. He's won championships. You know, it, there's no one left for him to face. The dream matches have gone. Just mm. give him one more retire. Give him a match at Mania, mid-card at Mania. Nothing special, nothing on the line. Just have Goldberg's last match. We can say goodbye. His son will be there because there's, there's fans there, of course, this year. And then Goldberg can win, walk off into the sunset, and we never have to go through this again. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> match what, match was what it was. Got, Drew had to win convincingly. Drew did win convincingly. Now Drew can get his, his teeth into a proper story with, obviously, the road to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. We can but hope. Right, up next, uh, the women's champion, SmackDown Women's Championship, Sasha Banks defending against Carmella. Carmella, of course, had Reginald at ringside. Uh, this was pretty much the same match we saw last month. I don't know why we needed to see it again. Uh, it was yeah. all right, I guess, but it wasn't It wasn't anything. Uh, Reginald caught Carmella a couple of times when she got knocked off the apron, and this apparently was enough to get Reginald kicked out, and I don't understand why. No, um, I think we were all pondering that whilst we was watching it. I mean, obviously, you know, Carmella's Carmella, you know, I think she's quite limited in the ring. And uh, obviously, I think the only time she really ever properly works is when she's got like a sidekick or someone working alongside her. I mean, obviously, I'd probably argue, you know, she's a She's a, a little bit better than Eva Marie, but, you know, still <laughs> great. But, but, yeah, it just seems they get these certain superstars, wrestlers come along, and it's just sort of like, unless they're in a particular angle or, you know, partnership or whatever, they just don't actually work at all. <laughs> no. 
No, it, I mean, Carmella had her push now. She had the big mystery return. She's got two pay-per-view matches out of it. She's lost them both. I don't really see where the Carmella character goes from here. No, no, I, mean, I, I don't either. That they've, you know, they they have a women's Rumble winner now, so they have won the Mania matches set, but that does leave the other one open, depending on where. Well, we assume, and obviously we'll go into it later, but assume we know where the, the women's title is going on SmackDown in regards to yeah. the direction. I don't know where that leaves Carmella. I really don't. As well um, as Bailey and things like that, I just don't see it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be certainly interesting, shall we say, with where they go with uh, some of them. Okay, up next, we had a musical performance from Bad Bunny. <coughs> yeah. Moving on. Uh, on to the Women's Royal Rumble now for the title shot at WrestleMania, of course. Uh, Jerry Lawler was there calling the action. God knows why. I don't know why, but really I, unnecessary. Yeah, I, I don't think I really ever actually heard him all that often on commentary. No, didn't hear a thing. Why, why fly him in? Why bring him to, to a COVID hotbed for that? But what is the point? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so first entrant, um, were, first two entrants were Bailey and Naomi making her return. Naomi's been gone for some time. I'll be honest, didn't realize she was gone. Didn't miss her at all. I didn't realize Naomi had been gone. No, no. Obviously, her and her husband's been going through unspecified issues and whatnot, shall we say? And and yeah, yeah. Like you say, it's sort of like been one of them situations where it's just been like you sort of sit back and you're like, oh, where, where's Naomi? And that you know, oh, I miss that sort of thing. And yeah, thing just, is, yeah it's just that's never a question I even asked. I didn't even no. think about the, the landscape of the women's division on SmackDown. I didn't think about or Raw. I don't know what brand she's on. No, so I want to say SmackDown. I I don't know. Um, I can't yeah, remember. Sure. Yeah, I'm not okay. Sure. Num- number three entrant was um, Bianca Belair. So a good early position for her. Obviously, one of the, the favourites to win it. So if she's going to win it. She'd have to go largely the distance. Uh, we had some other. We had some comedy moments. Billy Kay came out and got a few gags in where she was trying to give her a headshot to people and getting beat down and things like that. Um, Shotzi Blackheart from NXT came out in her tank. That's yep. a tank DX, not a not a jeep. It's a tank. That's what <coughs> wins the war. Uh, so that was fine. Shayna Baszler showed up and again punched um, the headshots of, of Billy Kay and then choked her as well. Tony Storm came out, which was good to see her. Uh, she had a bit of a, a backside bash with Naomi because that's apparently a thing that has to happen. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, and then we got the first surprise entrant. Gillian Hall is back. Yeah, who who, who would have thought Gillian Hall back in 2021? With all due respect, are we scraping the surprise entrant barrel now? I very much think think we are, because obviously, literally, I know obviously, like my wife's history of wrestling isn't anywhere near like the likes of mine and yours and some of the other guys on here. But I like had to explain to her, oh yeah, so Gillian was like JBL's advisor. And she had a growth on the side of her face, and then the boogeyman ate it off of her face one time, so they could we, get rid of that angle. There was a few of us on a on a uh, Zoom call last night watching Rumble, and um, I think you had popped off before Julian came out, Martin. So we were yeah. there was someone on the call who didn't know Julian Hall was, so we all explained it, and we basically said exactly that. We said she was nearest consultant for JBL. She had a massive mole on her face that the boogeyman ate off of her. And then about 30 seconds later, obviously on the, on the Zoom call, you you reappear 
and then we hear your other half in the background go, who's Gillian Hall? And you literally almost word for word explain <laughs> the same scenario. And it was just really weird hearing it back. It's like, that was yeah. a thing that happened in 2005. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, talking surprise entrance, v- Victoria returned to WWE for the first time in a long time, and she looked very good, I have to say. Yes. She looked yeah. like the old Victoria. Definitely. Uh, Santana Gar- uh, Garrett from NXT showed up at entrance number 12, another surprise entrant. Rhea Ripley, one of the other big favourites for the event, who appears to be main roster set now. No NXT uh, cameo. Uh, she was at number 14. Uh, Phillips declared that the nightmare returns to the Rumble with a vengeance. Obviously, Rhea uh, had her flurry last year, ending with that shocking loss to Charlotte at Mania, of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we had a few others. Dana Brooke came out and beat down on Rhea Ripley, which shocked all of us because we thought Rhea was a big deal, and yet she was getting beat down by Dana for a consistent period of time. Tori Wilson was another surprise entrant, although at this point it's not really a surprise since she shows up for every women's rumble of any kind. It yeah. is. Um, I'm surprised they didn't get Kelly Kelly in for this one. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's not until you bring in Stacey Keebler, these don't count. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah, I was always yeah, Stacey yeah. Toy. Uh number eighteen was Lacey Evans, who came out initially to Ric Flair's music. He then introduced her. So Ric Flair giving that that all important flair rub there in more ways than mm-hmm. one, probably. Uh she came out wearing <laughs> his robe that then just started molting feathers everywhere, and it really off it really annoyed me that there were feathers in the ring, just blowing everywhere. Uh so yeah, then Charlotte came back into the ring and had a bit of a, a, a scrap with Lacey, but then those two ignored each other the rest of the match. Like, Charlotte didn't seem to care about Lacey at all, which was really, really weird. Yeah. Really yeah, weird. Really, really confusing booking. Uh, Mickey James came out, and uh, Lawler said another legend. So it looks like Mickey James is officially legend status now, even though she's still an active member of the roster. That appears to now be the fact she's not, and she's a legend. So, oh. or that or Lawler just forgot that Mickey James was still employed on a regular basis. He thought she, oh, uh, to, to, to be fair, Eva is quite viable. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Bianca Bale eliminated Bailey. The production team missed it, so they had to replay it to show it, which was a shame because Bailey obviously was one of the first two and she's one of the main, the main people on SmackDown, the women's division. Uh, Alicia Fox, surprise at number 21. Then R-Truth came out and got mixed up with the Rumbles. Uh, Alicia then rolled at R-Truth to win the 24-7 title. This is a thing that happened. Uh, R-Truth then pinned her to get it back again. Dakota Kai showed up in uh, number 23. This left me hoping for a Kaylee Lee Ray, uh, Kaylee Ray day uh, from NXT UK. But obviously UK aren't going to fly over from or from there to, the, to America, which is a shame. Mm. Uh, yeah, more T- Tamina came out, which confused me because Tamina lost to Natalia uh, on backstage to get the number thirty place, and yet she got number twenty five. So, really, what did she really lose apart from five spaces? No, uh, that that really, that's it. yeah, because obviously it got really confusing booking wise when Tamina came in because obviously she came in, took a few people out, and then you had sort of like the square off with uh, Nia and uh, Shayna, and then. Nia like looked at Shane and went, "Oh, she's family." And then Shane was like, oh, "Okay." And then Nia just sucker punched her. Saying I had to do it. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alexa Bliss was number twenty-seven. Obviously, a lot of eyes on her with the whole Fiend stuff going on. Um, she had kind of everyone around her, and all of a sudden, the the lights started to go, and the Fiend stuff started to kick in. And then uh, Rhea Ripley threw her over the top rope before the transfer the the metamorphosis could complete, and that was it. Which is really weird. Yeah. Like, that's really weird. 
Like she yeah. was going to transform and metamorphosize and everything, and then just because Rhea Ripley eliminated her, it didn't happen anymore. But what's the point? Yeah. Does that mean that we know what the count is? The fiend is now. Just if the fiend, if something starts to go wrong, just walk away, and that shuts it off. I, I'm, I don't know. I'm really confused. Uh, Nia Jax was number twenty nine. Get rid of the paramedics. Nia's here, but thankfully no one got injured this time. Uh, Naomi got thrown out, lasting only 48 minutes, apparently. So welcome back, mm. I guess. Whatever. Uh, Natalia was number 30 because of that win over Tamino on backstage. And, uh, yeah, then Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler came back and started beating everyone up. And obviously no DQ, so everything goes. Uh, final four was Ripley, Natalia, Bianca Belair, and Charlotte Flair. Of course, Charlotte's always in there, of course. Uh, ended up with Charlotte being eliminated and then just sat on the outside smiling and laughing for reasons never actually explained. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I mean, you'd think she'd be annoyed about being eliminated from the Rumble, but instead she smiled. I'm I'm confused. Yeah, it was very, very confusing at times. The only good thing is it means that at least Charlotte won't be in one of the women's title matches at Mania because she didn't win here. She could still, of course, win a chamber match to get in, but I'm thinking that maybe Charlotte and Lacey could be the Mania direction, which terrifies me. Yeah. Yeah, because that on, Rick Flair on a pole. That's what I want. Rick Flair on a pole. <laughs> Final two: Bianca Belair and, and Rhea Ripley. Uh, they did the bit where they were both sat on the outside of the on the apron, and they agreed to calm down and get back in the ring. I, I, I just kick them off. Like it's every it's every woman yeah. for yourself. Kick them off. What? Yeah. Well, like, um, really, we, we had it in the men's rumble at one point, didn't we? Was it Xavier Woods and like Cesaro or someone? Yeah. They were like on the edge, and yeah, they just started kicking the crap out of one another, trying to get one another off. Uh, really annoying. This is awesome. Chance piped in, which does, doesn't work. I, mean, I don't like the chant anyway. I hate the chant in the Thunderdome where there's no physical fans. That makes no sense to me. I, I don't like it. Really don't like it. Uh, and then just uh, just before the hour mark, um, Belair close on Ripley over the top. Belair wins, and she is going to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of us called Bianca winning. Uh, the fact she got number three was given, obviously, the, a lot of shine there to to go all the way. Uh, she did a promo after the match in the ring, getting really emotional, uh, talking about her parents and everything. And, uh, yeah, uh, it looks like we're going with Bianca and Sasha, which should be, if nothing else, very athletic. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then uh, I think later on, then, like, Dolo did share, like, a backstage moment and, like, she... She was embracing with her husband and trying to keep it all together and that. So, so yeah, I mean, you know, there could have been a worse Rumble winner, I suppose. <laughs> She's one of the favourites, and this time it was okay to go predictable. The story's there. They've been building her up. She got a clean win over Bailey last week on SmackDown, so it, it's not overly surprising. Um, we're not going to acknowledge, really, the segment between Bad Bunny and the Miz and Morrison backstage, because I don't want to. Why? Uh, back to the kickoff panel where Charlie, JBL, and Pete Rosenberg were there. They were joined by Sonia Deville. Our truth showed up, and then Pete Rosenberg pinned our truth to win the 24 7 title. Uh, Moving on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> up next, Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens, last man standing for the WWE Universal Championship. A lot of anticipation and expectation with this one. And I really hate to say this, but this fell flat to me. Yeah, I mean, obviously we discussed at length during the match. Obviously, you're quite limited with the last man standing matches and, you know, surprises and everything. But, I mean, the match was fine. I just 
didn't really like the finish. The match just... Uh, it felt like it was just what can Kevin Owens jump off and how high can he get? It, it Yeah. I don't like last man standing matches anyway because there's no drama because you know it's too early for a 10 count and you haven't got that that euphoria of like a one, two, three or submission tap out. It's just very drawn out like one, two. No, because like the, the finish where you know, uh, he Roman choked out KO, but ref's counting and you can see KO's not, not moving. So there's no drama because at five, he's not even moving yet. So you know mm. he's going to lose. So you've got another five seconds, which doesn't seem a lot, but it is. It is in that in that time frame, in that moment, five seconds is a long time. It's just it's yeah. just a man and strokes counting. There's no drama, and that's not a knock on the performers. They did what they could. I think this was a misstep, and I think this match probably was one match too far in the feud. In hindsight, yeah, yeah, I can agree with that. Um, yeah, and obviously there was a few mishaps with the refs as well. Yeah, the handcuffs got brought in and, and Roman was tied. It was handcuffed to the bottom of a, a production pillar and couldn't get up. And Heyman, the, the, Roman kicked the ref down to knock him out. And then Heyman showed up with the keys and couldn't get the handcuffs unlocked and spent probably at least two minutes doing it while the ref had to slow his countdown to snail-like levels so he wouldn't have to count Roman. Roman eventually stood up, which he got on his feet, so the, the commentators could try and acknowledge that he's on his feet, therefore he's up, he's got a vertical base, it doesn't count anymore. But it wasn't good that they had to, you know, do that. It was, it was one of those things, I guess, but it didn't help the match. No, no, exactly. Okay, so Roman's still the champ. This feud appears to be probably over now. Where Kevin Owens goes from here, who knows? That's I fear for Owens now. I don't know where he can go from here after such a personal feud. I don't yeah. really know where you move Kevin Owens to now and in a meaningful place with Mania season coming up. Mm, yeah. Okay, 30-man Royal Rumble match to determine the number one contender for WrestleMania. Uh, Edge and Orton were first. Even now, now on back on backstage on Saturday, Randy Orton was announced number one, Edge number two. Now, in the scheme of things, it means no difference because they're both out at the same time. But now Edge came out number one and the commentary team said he didn't want to wait. I'm like, what, wait two minutes for Randy Orton's entrance? I don't... I'd, obviously, with what happened, I think I now know why they moved him to number one. But at the time, it made absolutely no sense. Yeah. So I don't know. Or was was Edge supposed to be second, but came out... F- I don't know. I, I, I have absolutely no idea. No idea whatsoever. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Sami Zayn came out number three and um, had his camera crew with him. Now, they said that number three was the worst position to get in the Rumble, even though Bianca Belair just won a Rumble from number three. Yeah, that was a vintage Cole commentating. Vintage Maggle. Brilliant. Just brilliant. (laughs) Uh, People came out. Stuff happened. It wasn't brilliant. It really wasn't. Uh, there was a no. spot at ringside where Orton, uh, Orton got um, DDT'd and his knee landed hard on the table. And also, oh, he got, he got the, the, the impaled DDT edge hit him. And Orton's knee took like the brunt of the blow and the bump on the table. And he went down clutching it and showed frustration. And for a long time, we were thinking, is this legit? Like, because it seemed like time just stood still and Edge kind of didn't know what to do. Uh, refs come and took Orton away. Orton was like visibly frustrated. 
And it just seemed weird why Orton as this despicable heel would get that kind of injured spot, like the fake injury. Yeah. You know, it was it was weird. So that kind of disappeared. Ed Orton went, you sure him backstage a couple of times, so being looked at, but uh, number eight entrance surprise, Carlito is back looking very ripped. He's had lots of apples in his absence, clearly. Mm, indeed. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura was in the ring. He tried to take Carlito's apple to eat it, but then we pointed out Shinsuke's wearing a mouth guard. Can't eat an apple with a gum guard in, can you? <laughs> Silly Shinsuke Naks. Uh, other people came out. Uh, Big E was number ten. He got a bit of a he got a bit of shine. Uh, Ricochet was number twelve. Now this confused me because I thought Ricochet lost a qualifier to AJ Styles on Raw. So how's Ricochet here? Yeah. <laughs> Whether they had a couple of like uh, last-minute dropouts out and they were just like, oh, sod it, he's, he's here, we can use him, sort of thing. Very strange. Uh, number 14 was Damien Priest from NXT. Uh, he looks like he's main roster set now. Uh, Michael Cole acknowledged that he's the real deal, apparently. Uh, Priest got rid of Elias. Uh, uh, they also said that Orton had not been officially eliminated, but it looked like his note was over, and that's, I think, the last we heard of him for the, for the time being. Uh, the Miz came out and destroyed the DJ turntable set near the entrance that Bad Bunny used. I don't know why that really annoyed him, but it did. Uh, and then Priest eliminated Miz and Morrison at the same time. Then Bad Bunny came out and dived off the top rope onto Miz and Morrison. Mm, whilst nearly slipping and breaking yeah. his neck as well. At this time, the commentator said that he's the biggest music star in the music industry today. I don't know if I want to be around the music industry anymore. When people say to me, you don't listen to music, why do you listen to old music for? This is why. Yeah. The, like his song he did with Booker T, the Booker T song he did was awful. Like horrible. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you'd probably say the highlight was the ending where he gave the mic to Booker and he said, can you dig it? Yeah. Booker dressed up like G.I. Bro from WSW and then just said his catchphrase and that was it. Uh, Daniel Bryan was number 17, obviously the favourite amongst most of us and among many people. And uh, Kane was number 18 entrant. They announced this he, this was his record 18th Rumble match appearance. I'll be honest, Kane's looked better. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But uh, obviously one of the guys sort of said, you know what, Soda, he's kept himself in shape for 25 years. Let him have a dad bod. <laughs> but, hasn't, he got an, hasn't he got a county to govern somewhere? I mean, come on. Yeah, you, you would think so, unless uh, his county's that quiet. It doesn't oh, yeah. require an awful lot of attention. Uh, Damien Priest eliminated Kane. Uh, they really put over Priest in this match, actually. Uh, I, but the thing is, I don't know if it if it's going to work because I, he doesn't. He he's a big he's a bigish guy with long hair and tattoos. That's pretty much half the roster. Mm, yeah. Does he stand out? I don't think he does. No, I mean, obviously he stands out in NXT because obviously a lot of them are smaller guys and more technical. But yeah, like you said, he he's just one of half of the roster, effectively. He wasn't a main event guy in NXT. Never had a total a total run, so he didn't really even achieve anything down there either. So he doesn't come with that pedigree that like a. Uh, a Bobby Roode even did, or Drew McIntyre, or anyone else that's really come, or Shinsuke Naps, mm. or Samoa Joe. It, it's just yeah. he was a guy in NXT. Here he is. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Lashley came out and got a bit of a shine, eliminated a few people, including Damien Priest. 
Uh, Hurricane was number 23 for another surprise entrance. Um, that, that was the thing that happened. And then number 24, to the shock of all of us, Christian is here. Hey. I'll be honest. I was shocked. I didn't expect this. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all were really. Just wasn't expecting it at all. Uh, Edge and Christian teamed up for the first time in a long time on Matt Riddle. Uh, sorry, Riddle. No Matt, just Riddle. Uh, even though his, his gear still says M Riddle. So that well, that's annoying. <laughs> that's annoying. That's really, really annoying. For anyone out there that watches the Cultaholic um, WTF Raw moments, you'll know there's an ongoing gag where the host, Ross on there, believes that the M Riddle is like, do you remember the, the Danon yoga adverts where it goes, mmm, Danon? That he yeah. believes that the gag on there now is it's mmm, riddle. And I can't help but sing that in my head now when I see it. So, Brilliant. yeah, this is what happens when you watch things on YouTube and you watch them consistently for weeks and weeks and months that you see things that it's just popping in your head. So, whenever I see him wearing gear now, I just hear mmm, riddle. That's it. <laughs> and I guarantee you'll be seeing that now too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> AJ Styles was number 25, accompanied by Omos, of course. Uh, Edge had been in for 42 minutes now, so hell of a run for Edge. Really? Mm. And it's run his first match back since last, what, May? Yeah. I think it was. June, maybe? So, yeah. Uh, Rey Mysterio came out. No one really cared. He was, he's sponsored by a, a Mexican beer company now, so they plugged that three times. Oh, brilliant. That's great. Uh, there was a spot with Dominic Mysterio where he got launched over the top rope. That was good. I enjoyed that. It was fun. Yeah, that was, uh, that was Bobby Lashley, I think, weren't it? That, yeah, that Lashley was. just tossed him over. I mean, he cleared that top rope. Yeah. Uh, WWE poked in this is awesome chance again, because of course they did. Uh, then number 29, making his return, Seth Rollins. And he's still the Messiah. Brilliant. He's been gone, what, a couple of months? Survivor Series, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Survivor Series was his last match. But repackage him. Like he's not been gone long enough, and no one really cared about the Messiah stuff. No, no, that's really. It, it run its course. Absolutely yeah. run its course. Final four, obviously Orton, because he was a month Orton because he was backstage seemingly out. So we had Braun Strowman, Seth Rollins, Edge, and Christian. Can you believe Edge and Christian in the final four of a Rumble in 2021? That's <laughs> insane. Absolutely yeah. insane. Uh, so yeah, there was um, there was that um, edging. Uh, Christian and uh, Strowman got eliminated by Seth, leaving us with Edge versus Seth Rollins. Can you believe that's a thing in 2021 as well? <laughs> uh, Seth went for the stomp. Edge blocked it, threw uh, Rollins over to seemingly win, and out of nowhere, out of nowhere, RKO. Randy Orton comes out, tries the RKO. Edge reverses it. Uh, sorry, no, he hits up with the RKO. He picks up Edge up, goes to run him out. Edge reverse it, flies over. Um, Orton goes, and Edge is your winner. And I don't know what to do with that. No, and it's really frustrating because I was such a big Edge fan back in the day. I still am. The thing is, I still, I mean, I last last year I popped, I marked out, I did everything, and, and then some for Edge's return. Absolutely loved it. I didn't hate the Mania match. It went long, but I didn't hate it. I loved the greatest wrestling match ever. I hated the tagline, hated the marketing, but I loved the match. So in that sense, this should make me happy that he's going to get another focal point, another focus match. And you can be facing maybe Drew McIntyre, which should be a really, really good match or could be facing Roman Reigns, which doesn't make sense, but would still be a really, really good match. But like edge 
winning the Rumble in 2021 and getting the main, a WrestleMania title shot, I don't know if all those things work for me. Yeah. I, I don't know. This just feels like they had a chance to really elevate someone here. Now, Daniel Bryan is not a young guy. I get that. He's not exactly an up and up and comer. He's at the end of his career. But the story is there for Daniel Bryan. And he could still be. He could he could win the chamber and he could get that shot against Roman. I think that's still going to be the case. But I don't know. I just think Edge winning the Rumble, is that the best that they could do? Mm. Yeah. I want to know, when did this become the plan? Because obviously for months and months, we heard that Edge and Orton in a part three was going to be the Mania match and it was all set in stone. Nothing else was set, but that was the one that was set. Now, Orton and Fiend were supposed to have a match at Rumble, which of course never happened. There's been no mention of Fiend since Orton murdered him. Now, when did Vince decide, no, pal, we need to scrap Orton and Edge. Edge is winning the Rumble. Because Edge made his announcement on Raw last week that he was in the Rumble. It wasn't a surprise. He announced he was going to do it. When did that become the plan? I think the problem is there's not really been a plan or like, apart from Daniel Bryan, like a standout person of like, yeah, they're in with a real big shot of winning the Rumble. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, sort of when it got down to the last four, it was just sort of like, you know, Christian's blatantly not winning it. And, you know, Braun's had his moments and it's fallen flat on its ass. And, you know, Seth's already had his limelight at the top and everything else and that. You know, does, does he really need a Rumble win? No, he's had, he's done it. He's been there. Seth is not going to win it as a Messiah as the heel going against, you know, anyone. Braun's not going to win it. Christian's not going to win it. It, it had to be Edge, but mm. I, I don't know. It, it, it just it felt like a waste opportunity, but at the same time, you look in that field of the Rumble participants. Who else really could have won it? Like Daniel Bryan is at the end of his career. AJ's not going to main him at WrestleMania for the title. They're not going to give it to Riddle. No. Like who else would there have been? Really? Yeah. It yeah. The- it's that thing again. They've not made new stars. They they've not made any new stars for the last five years. Really, that they can call upon to win a Rumble because. This is why we've got Edge. This is really a, the whole symptomatic thing of what is wrong with the company right now. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. There is no one in the in the wings waiting to be pushed up. No, no, that's it. Because uh, obviously, you could maybe make a tiny bit of an argument for like Big E, but they've only just started, like you know, caring about him and building him up with the IC title and that. And but yeah. Yeah, re- really limited on numbers. It was just... Uh, the women's run-ups was better for me, even though I had issues with it as well. The, the women's one was better than the men's. I just think the men's one was... It, it didn't quite work. And the finish, while I should have loved it, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably the best way you can put it. So, as it stands, coming out of Mania, we have uh, at Rumble Bianca Belair is uh, your number one contender for women's and Edge is the number one contender for the men's. We can assume that Bianca will go for Sasha and we assume that Edge will weirdly go for Drew. I I don't know what that's going to mean. 
Uh, I hope that means Drew isn't going to have to turn heel because I can't see him doing face versus face at Mania for the belt. It just it seems weird. No. Especially with two people who are so over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know how you get there that quickly, but, you know, maybe you get Edge to bring back, like, you know, the rated R heel superstar. But at Mania, with the first fans in the WWE Arena for over a year, are they going to boo Edge? Because I don't think they're going to. No, no, they're not. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, that was that was the Rumble. Uh, what would you give it out of five if we had to score it? Um, three, maybe two and a half. Yeah, I think I think middle of the road is kind of the the best you can really go with it. Yeah. It it some bits were good, uh, some bits weren't. It was a uh, as I said at the top of the show, if it's going to start a story, then it would see how it goes. But from coming out of it, I'm looking at the fact that the guy that won the men's rumble was the champion a decade ago, hasn't wrestled for pretty much all of that time. And he's going to WrestleMania, and that's not a knock on edge. Of course, it's not. No. But is this the best that they could come up with for a winner? Yeah, yeah, it's not great, is it? But, but like you say, the the biggest problem is they relied on too much on the guys that are already at the top, and they they haven't been building anyone new. And the problem is when you do get fresher. People, if that's the way to describe it, coming up from like NXT and that, they like care about them for a couple of months. Then it's like, right, you go sit in the mid card and not really do anything. Yeah, you look at people, bring up people like Damian Priest, who's not going to make an impact. He's he's not because he's he doesn't nothing stands out about him. So yeah, on one hand we say build new stars, but they're not going to. They're going to try with him for two weeks and give up because that's what they do again and again and again. Yeah. But it is what it is. You know, that was the Rumble. Uh, we have opinions like everyone else does. And speaking of which, if you want to give us your opinions and your views on what happened the Rumble, good, bad, indifferent, any other views, you can do so in normal ways on Facebook at Ring the Bell Show, on, on Twitter and Instagram at Ring the Bell Pod. And the email is ringthebellpod at gmail.com. Uh, if you would like to give us a fast start and review, you can do so. Always welcome, of course, over at Apple Podcasts. And if you want to listen, share, recommend, subscribe, you can do so at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Amazon Music Podcasts, anywhere else. If there's a podcast there, you will find us. Um, in closing, Mars, anything else? No, not really. You know, the rumble happened. It was a thing. I think that's about the best we can describe it at the minute. Well, we're on the road to WrestleMania. The best time of the year for a particular wrestling fan, apparently. So we'll see what twists and turns we have. I believe we have a Chamber event coming up. We have Fastlane coming back as well. So we have two things coming up between now and WrestleMania. Of course, Mania is in the Raymond James uh, Stadium this year. Two nights. It looks like we're having about 25,000 fans each night. So we're going to have fans for the first time in a year, yeah. which is going to be uh, really weird to get used to, but I can't wait for that. Really can't wait for that. And yeah, this is it on Raw tonight as we record this Monday morning. I assume we get Edge's choice of where he's going to go. We get the fallout to uh, to Orton, obviously, trying to get to Edge and not. Do we get more from Christian? There's a lot that can, that can take place, so that should be newsworthy if nothing else. But for now, 
This has been the Rumble. Bianca's going to WrestleMania. Edge of all people is going to WrestleMania. And we're out of time. This has been Ring the Bell. I've been Andrew. I've been Martin. Andrew? Yes? Ring that bell. <laughs> <laughs>